Hello, everyone, and welcome to E Equals MC Paired, a podcast that crafts effective, motivated creatives seeking refuge from procrastination and mediocrity. I'm your host, Kimberly Gray, and thank you again for tuning in. Please, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, hit pause and do that now so that you can get alerts when we launch new episodes. And also, please share the podcast with like-minded creatives who you know can benefit from the content that I share every week. I post a new episode every Friday. So this week, we celebrated Father's Day. And to all you fathers out there, I hope you enjoyed your day and that it was filled with love and the recognition that you deserve. And in our household, that very same day, we celebrated our five-year-old's birthday. She had a blast. (laughs) We had a blast. We had cake, we had ice cream presents, the works. We just had a really good time as a family. And happy birthday again to my baby girl, Ayla Monique. This week, also on the 19th to be exact, was Juneteenth. And if you're not familiar with this very important day, especially for the black community, it is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. This dates back to 1865, and it was on June 19th that the Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, landed at Galveston, Texas with news that the war had ended and that the enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become officially January 1st, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation had very little impact on Texans due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, with the surrender of General Lee in April of 1865 and the arrival of General Granger's regiment, the forces were finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. So that is why today we are able to celebrate and to really enjoy and realize the freedoms that we have because of this very important date. Usually on Juneteenth, there are lots of celebrations that are had. Um, To be honest, Juneteenth was not a celebration that I myself had heard of a lot growing up. Um, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, California, my younger years, and then in my teenage years, I was raised in Belize. So I did not really hear a lot about Juneteenth. However, my husband enlightened me a lot. He is a Texan. He's from Texas. And he learned at an early age through school events and, you know, classes that the significant what the significance of this holiday was and spent many years participating in celebrations and festivals to commemorate this day. So I thought it would empower me to really do a little bit of research and broaden my knowledge with some of the ways we celebrate Juneteenth. I think from what I've read, mostly there's lots of events that are fun and engaging, which are going to include barbecuing, baseball, sporting events. But one of the things that I notice is Juneteenth is really focused on education and self-improvement. I recently attended a Juneteenth celebration at my husband's job. And one of the things that we did that I thought was so awesome was we did basket weaving courses. So that's something that I really wanted to share about Juneteenth is not just a celebration where, you know, we're just having fun eating and, you know, doing things like that. There's really some self-improvement involved in it, as well as um, 
sharing from elders to kind of just, you know, call upon and recount the events of the past to the young generation. So I think that's why a lot of prayer services are had around this time to just really bring awareness to the young people and to our current society of how important and how respected this day should be. So next year, these may be some ideas that you can implement into the planning of your Juneteenth celebrations in your community so that we can keep these types of celebrations alive and pass them down to our younger generations. So let's get into the quote of the week. As you know, I always have a fun fact about my quote maker. This week's quote maker is Serena Williams. And I won't say that this is a fun fact. It's just a, a funny story, an opportunity to bring something to light that's been on my mind for years. So if you know me well, you've probably heard this story. I swear that I've met Venus and Serena Williams before. And... This was when they were young. This is when they were, you know, practicing to... This was before the fame. So I grew up in South Central LA. And during the summer, my mom would put us in summer programs. And there was a specific one that was located at Fauche Junior High School. If you guys are not familiar with Fauche Junior High School, it's in South Central. It's located on like Western and 36th Street. So anyway, one of the programs that I was enrolled in was a beginner's lesson in tennis. And one day, I vividly remember this father on the court with his two girls playing tennis. And the reason why I remember them is because these girls were so good. And I was so inspired. I was like, whoa, look at her serve. Like, this is awesome. And, you know, growing up in the hood, you don't see things like this every day. So we were in the courts right next to them. And I always wondered to this day if that was Venus and Serena. So if any diehard fans know if the Williams sisters practice at Fauche Junior High School, let me know because that would be surreal and I could finally sleep at night. <laughs> it's not that serious, but anyway. So let's get into quote of the week from Serena Williams. And the quote that I'd like to share states, I am lucky that whatever fear I have inside me my desire to win is always stronger. I'll repeat that again. I am lucky that whatever fear I have inside me, my desire to win is always stronger. How many times have we encountered a fear and it just stays with us and it torments us to a point where we're debilitated and we don't know how to move forward. This quote gave me life because it was just really a reminder that we have to focus on getting to the other side of the obstacle and the desire to win has to be apparent. There's a lot of times that fear just really puts us in a state where we're paralyzed and we feel like we can't move forward because we're so focused on the fear. We're so focused on the, if this happens, this is what I can't do. Or if this happens, it's going to prevent me from doing this specific thing rather than really focus on the desire to win. Because let's be real here. Whenever something comes up in our life that 
makes us fearful, makes us doubt, there really aren't any guarantees that we're going to be victorious. That's really all up to us and our the belief in ourselves that we actually can gain freedom from this particular thing. So I just really wanted to share this quote because I know often there's a lot of times that and people that I know that come across situations in our life, come across, you know, encounters that make us just really fearful for the future, fearful for ourselves, our loved ones, our children. And we really, really need to focus on the desire and the belief to know that we are going to overcome this specific thing. This is just going to be a temperamental place, a temperamental experience, a temperamental time in our lives. And that desire is the key that drowns out the fear. So if you are currently experiencing any fears, remember, like Serena says, I'm lucky that whatever fear I have inside me, my desire to win is always stronger. So we're about to move into the topic of the week, folks. And the topic is loyalty versus curiosity. But first, we'll allow a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks, and let's get right into this week's topic, loyalty over curiosity. This week, I want to talk about the moments of doubt we may feel when the numbers, when the views, when the likes, or the traffic that we are getting does not look as advantageous as we would like, and what we need to truly focus on so that we don't become discouraged and miss out on our meant-to-be moments. So in an attempt to discuss this, I have to use a recent experience that was an eye-opener for me. I started podcasting because I was inspired by a sister of mine's. Her name is Brandy Harrison. She has no idea that I'm going to talk about her in this podcast. But real quick, before I get into the story, I want to plug my sis because she has an amazing podcast out right now called What the 40, and that's typed out as capital W, capital T, 40, and 40 is spelled F-O-R-T-Y. And it is about all the things you thought you were prepared for as 40 approaches. Even if you're not 40 yet, get a head start and listen to her podcast, prepare you for what's ahead. Or if you're past your 40s, take a walk down memory lane. You can listen to What the 40 podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts right now. So yeah, I had to get that out of the way. But back to Brandy. Um, Inspired me a couple years ago. She actually was the co-host of another podcast. And I absolutely enjoyed listening to this podcast. It was my I look forward to this thing every week and it had elements that I was able to relate to and I was always certain that I would leave with new knowledge. So I immediately became a follower. Well, one day I was looking forward to listen and noticed that they didn't post a new part. They didn't post a new episode. So I was like, okay, well, maybe they're on hiatus. Next week came same thing. So I was like, look, let me hit Brandy up and see what's going on. So I'm like, hey, girl. Are you guys posting a new episode soon? And she sadly told me that the podcast, at least her involvement, was no longer going to happen. And I was so devastated. She felt horrible. And I said, no, I understand things happen. But she was the element that kept me as a listener. 
And if she was gone, I really would have no need to listen. So sadly, you know, I'd have to try to look for something else to provide me what I was lacking. So let me fast forward to today and I'll tell you why that moment came back to me to help me out in an experience that I had today. A few weeks ago, I reached out to Brandy because she doesn't know that she is my podcast mentor, but she is. And I said, B, I'm feeling a little bit uncertain about the name that I chose for the podcast and not even sure if I'm doing things the way that I should really do them to gain the most from my podcast. Simply put, I was questioning the validity of my podcast. Brandy not only assured me in that moment that I was on the right path, but also opened my eyes to realize that my doubt may not truly reflect how others see my podcast. I had to realize that at this very moment, there is a loyal person out there that listens to E equals MC paired weekly, not because of my name, but because of what I deliver. And if I decide one day to throw in the blanket, someone would feel the same disappointment that I felt when my favorite podcast was canceled because I was trying to fix something that my loyals didn't need fixed. I learned that just because things may not look like they're working out because I feel like they need to work a certain way, what I'm doing may just be what my listeners need and I owe it to them to stay consistent and provide what they need and not what I want. So for many of us in business, we measure our success by numbers. And I'm learning very firmly that there are other indicators that are far more indicative of how well your business or your venture is doing. The one thing that rings true is loyalty. Loyalty means that you're doing the right things for the right people. And when you satisfy the right people, they want to bring others along to experience what they are offering, rather what you are offering. And then in comes word of mouth and word of mouth saves you the task of looking for people through advertisement and marketing because what they need from you is already guaranteed by your loyal customers. The thing about loyalty versus curiosity is curiosity will look like success, but it is potentially temperamental. Let's say you have a brick and mortar business across the street and on the other side, there's another business. You might see people coming in by the droves across the street because you're asking yourself, hey, what are they doing to get so many customers? But what exactly is a customer? A customer is someone who actually uses your service. Do you know for a fact that all of those other people are customers? Or are they just there to feed a curiosity and may never return because a need was not met with that particular service? The key to success is realizing that loyal supporters and customers are way more necessary and valuable than metrics that may not even stick. You have to realize that you have loyal customers and supporters that need you to focus more on the consistency and the value of what you brought to them in the first place rather than focus your attention trying to obtain something that has no guarantees. So if you are currently feeling discouraged about your service or ideas, realize that there is value in meeting a need. When you meet a need, those satisfied customers will reward you by bringing others on board because they know who to bring. 
Don't let the misleadings of curiosity steer you from missing out on filling gaps out there for people who really need your gifts. So with that, folks, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of E Equals MC Paired. As always, I leave the show with a task for you to remember. Effectiveness equals motivation by creatives paired. Apply the equation and manifest nothing short but amazing. <laughs>